Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. It's good to be here. It's good to be here on this Sunday morning. Um, as you guys can see from the, uh, the bumper at the beginning, uh, we are in the midst of our Rooted series, and that's because we have several groups uh, going on right now where we are um, getting together and we're talking about just kind of basics of what our faith is about and what it means to be the church. So I hope that if you are involved in that, that it has been beneficial, it's been a good thing for you. Um, we are going to be continuing Rooted groups uh, as we move forward even beyond this fall. Uh, because it's just a good way to get us all kind of on the same page. So if you missed this round, I'd encourage you guys to look forward, you know, in the future to look for how you might get involved with that. Um, we are, this morning, last week we talked about uh, how we, you know, who is our God? Who is this God that we know? And today we're going to be talking about something really important, which is um, how do we hear God? How do we hear God speak? And I know that's a question that uh, for Christians, when they hear that, that Idea. We hear all these stories about all these people that you know hear this voice coming out of somewhere or something like that. And um, is that what it means to hear God? You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we talked about all those things around us that we can't see. Right? We were talking about the air. You can't see it, but it's there. And one of the most fascinating things uh, that passes by us all the time that we cannot see with our eyes is all the waves that are passing through this room right now. Right? I mean, you can hear me in this room because I'm speaking into this microphone. It is transmitting a signal that's going right through this middle section right here and going back and catching an antenna back there and going to our soundboard. You can hear me at home because we're transmitting a signal that goes into your house and usually by Wi-Fi or something like that, you're picking it up on your device. So if you have a device, you can pick up on those things. But you know what that means? I mean, think about it. That means think all the hundreds of TV shows and podcasts and advertisements and phone conversations, private conversations, arguments that are happening right now, and they're all going through you at this very moment. I mean, no wonder we're so stressed out, right? <laughs> right? All the UHF and VHF and RF, and all you need is you need a device, and many of us have those devices for different types of pickup, different kinds of waves. You guys, the Bible tells us that God is speaking right now as well. His voice is going out. In Psalm 19, it says his voice is going out from the heavens. It's declaring the wonder of God, but you're not gonna hear a sound of it. You're not gonna, you're not gonna he is speaking, but we're not hearing it through the normal ways that we hear things. And we say, well, then how, how are we supposed to do that? Right now, his voice is speaking. The waves are going out. And get this, we don't need a special device to pick it up. It's not something you can do, go down to Walmart and pick up because you are that device. God created us to be the ones who hear his voice, who then can understand what he's saying, can then turn around and we can apply it, we can, we can do something with it in our lives. And so he is the one who is speaking, we are the ones who hear him. God has created us to be the ones who, have been, who are shaped by, who are guided by, who are framed by his word. And you think about it, I mean, God, his voice, is, his voice is powerful. His voice is the voice that created something out of nothing. His voice is the voice that tears down empires and, and grabs hold of the most humble and lowly person and can lift them up into the stratosphere. His voice is the one that can set free the captives and can give wisdom to the naive 
He is the one that can give grace to the condemned. God's voice. So we're gonna talk about God's voice today. We're gonna start, if you stand with me, we're gonna start in 2 Timothy verse three, or chapter three, verse 13 through 17. This is the word of God. Those who are evil and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. For from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is God-breathed and profitable for teaching testing our assumptions, correcting us, and training us in righteousness so that as God's people, we may be prepared for the task he has for us and equipped for every good work. God's word, God's voice prepares us for those things. God's word can do all that. So how can we learn to hear him more clearly? That's really the question, isn't it? How do we hear him more clearly? We, don't, we, we know we have the right device because we're it. So how can we learn to make sure that it, that device is turned on, it's tuned in, so we hear God's word? Today's message is titled, Hearing God. Let's pray. Father, this morning uh, is one of those times of challenge. It, it's... This is the challenge all the time. But on Sunday mornings, Father, the challenge is that we might hear more of your voice and not mine. That your word would be heard through your Holy Spirit who is here with us, who fills this place. That he might take your word and speak those words that we need to hear so that our hearts might be changed, so that our thoughts might be realigned with yours, so that our actions and our life might follow. And we might start reflecting more of you and more of your son, Jesus. So Father, this morning, we ask that you would take this place and that you would set it apart for your work, that you would take this space and that you would fill it with your Holy Spirit. We pray that our hearts, this device that we call our, ourselves, our bodies, our minds, our spirits, that we would be tuned in to hear what you have to say. So Father, speak this morning through your word. Help us to understand it, see it clearly, and be shaped by it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can have a seat. You know, in junior high, my family made a move from the Midwest to the West Coast, and there were several things about that move that were uh, especially challenging to me in junior high. One is this, is that um, junior high is never a good time to uh, transfer schools, let alone like we did in the middle of the year. The second was this, that uh, the Midwest is never considered cool on the West Coast, especially... <laughs> when you're in junior high. And, and the third was this, that uh, no matter what the academic track you might have been on at your previous school, if you decide to transfer schools midway through the year, you're going to end up taking an art class, PE, a basic form of history, and some kind of a Votech class. 
And so it's that Votech class that I wanna zoom in on at this point, because that's where this story takes place. You see, I would have never chosen to take an electronics class in junior high. And I don't have anything against those who do, it's just that for me in junior high, electronics was about the same, I was about as familiar with that as I might be with like the, the landscape of the moon. And in fact, I probably knew the moon better. But that was the class they had open for all those students that were transferring in halfway through the year. So that's the class I got. And my class was making transistor radios. Now, to give you guys a crash course on transistor radios, in case you don't know much about them, like most of the people on the planet, um, (laughs) transistor radio is basically just a very, the most basic form of radio. In fact, so basic that even a junior higher should be able to put one together because they just, they take a handful of components, they're easy to find, and it's a basic layout. And they give you all, they, in fact, I had a teacher who would literally tell us how to put this thing together. And what's supposed to happen is that when you're done, when you're done, you know that your radio works because you can tune it and a radio station will come in through the, the headphones that you've attached to it. But that's not how my story went. <laughs> in fact, my story went that it didn't matter how, what I tried or what I was doing, I couldn't get this thing right. In fact, it got to the point that the teacher got frustrated because he couldn't even figure out how I was doing all the things wrong I was doing. At one point, I know he said I probably fried all my components as I tried to solder them together. But it didn't matter. We pulled the component out and put a new one in. It still didn't work. He said at another point, he had to show me that I had one of the things in completely backwards, and that wasn't going to work. Needless to say, this was my first and my last uh, electronics class in junior high. (laughs) I got a C in the class, probably for effort and also largely because of the pity of my instructor. You guys... (laughs) Sometimes I think that we feel that hearing God... Learning to hear God is going to be much like putting a transistor radio together in junior high school. We look around and everybody is telling us how easy it is. We look around and everybody else's radios seem to be working just fine. But no matter how hard we try, we just can't seem to get it right. And we almost consign ourselves to just saying, you know what, I think I'm just going to have to take a C in this class. I want to encourage you this morning You were made to hear God. You were designed for it. That is one of the key capabilities and capacities that you have. You were made in his image. You were made for connection and for relationship with him this morning. It's not a matter of you somehow getting the right components and putting them together in the right order and not frying them all as you try and solder them together. God took care of all that. He took care of all that when he made you. He's the one that designed the receiver. Now, sometimes we are told in in what I would call maybe a works-based religious kind of a setting that there's something that we have to do that we have to be good enough for God to speak to us. Or somehow we have, to, we have to know enough about all that God stuff for God to even want to talk to us. But hearing God is not up to us and our work. The ability to hear God is up to his grace. 
It's not, it is up to his work, the things that he has done and all that he has done to prepare us to hear from him and to remove all the obstacles out of the way so that we can. So this is based on his work, his grace, his preparation that has prepared us for this thing. So it's a gift that we receive. It's a gift that we are born with to be able to hear God. Now, we might need to get better at tuning in and hearing him more clearly. Yeah, there's work to be done there. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. Or we may need to learn how to set our pride and our own agendas aside so that we don't keep tuning him out because we don't like what he says. That's on us. But as far as it goes, as far as the ability to hear God, there's no reason that we cannot learn to hear him more clearly in our lives. He's made us for this. So that's the journey I want us to set out on today. If you're not already in the midst of walking a life where you're listening to God, but I want us to think about how is it that we can learn to hear God more clearly. Now, the first place that I would say that we need to start, and it's just like that radio, but we need to make sure that your device, which is you, right? We are the devices. We need to make sure that we are plugged into the power source. Now, that's actually quite a simple proposition. We can make it more complicated. This means we need to be plugged into God. He is the one that says he gives us the power and the ability to do these things, but we have to be connected with him. Now, sometimes we make that process really complicated. We get into these long conversations and we spend a lot of time struggling with whether we believe God exists or not, or whether we believe that, that um, Jesus is the only way to salvation, or whether we can trust his word or not. And we spend, and what that's like is, is like if we had this radio and we spent all our time talking about whether we believed electricity existed or not, or whether those batteries that somebody had handed to us, whether they were going to work or not. You know how you find out? You try it. Try it. See if a simple prayer that you say to God and you accept by faith and you just say, God, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm going to believe. I'm going to assume that you exist. I'm going to believe that you gave your son to be that, that, that power source and that you empower me with your Holy Spirit as a result of a relationship with him. I'm going to receive that. I'm going to accept that as true. I'm going to step into that by faith and see if God doesn't switch you on spiritually. See if you don't start hearing God speak more clearly. See if you don't start reading his word. And there are plenty of those, because I've heard from some of you, those of you who said, you know what? Before I knew Jesus, I couldn't understand a thing that was going on in here. And something happened. Now, when that happens, faith doesn't, it doesn't have to be a complicated thing and it's not based on you understanding how it happens, how all that works. You guys, I, I never understood how a transistor radio worked. I had the components in my hand and I still had no idea how that worked. That doesn't matter. What matters is that by faith, we come to God and we admit, you know what? I need you for this thing to work. And somehow you providing Jesus and saying that you're going to pour out your spirit within me, somehow that's going to fire this up. That's faith. Now, 
Yes, it is about all those deep theological topics like fallenness and sin and iniquity and redemption and reconciliation and atonement. Sure, it's about all those. But for us at the beginning, basically, it's about faith. It's about trusting what God has said and believing, putting our life in it and on it. And so the question is, will we accept that that gift of that relationship and communication that God has offered to us through Christ? Will we plug in to the source of power he says is available to us so that we can that we can uh, live, that we can be that person that he designed us to be and that we can hear God. Second is this. Second is this. Not only do we need to plug in, but we need to learn to tune in, right? Now, this is where the work comes into play. This is where we have to grow and get better at it because God speaks in this world in a lot of different ways, God speaks through creation. He says that he created all things with his word, so he is constantly speaking through creation. We know that. He speaks through history. He speaks through visions. He speaks through angelic messengers. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through teachers and prophets who are empowered by his Holy Spirit that speak his word and teach more clearly. He speaks through silence at times. He speaks in the midst of chaos at times. God can speak through the person sitting next to you. God can speak through the person that you are living with in the house that you live in. God can speak through the person sitting in the cubicle next to you at work. God can speak to the person standing behind you in the grocery line. God can speak in the macro and in the micro. He can speak through science and math. He can speak through dance and music. He can speak through anything he wishes to. He can speak through the things we see, through the things we hear, and even through all those things that we can't see, but they're still there. God speaks in all these ways. He speaks inwardly. He speaks outwardly. And most importantly, he always speaks personally to each and every one of us. God is always speaking, but to teach us to hear his voice, to recognize his voice, when all that jumble of signals comes at us and is passing through us and we can't make sense of of it, at any given time in our life, he trains us to recognize his voice through his written word. Through his revelation, the Bible. He says, this is where we start. And through his son, Jesus. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it, it says that in former times, God would speak to us through the prophets and through humans that were empowered and, and given the right words and given kind of the thoughts to be speaking to his people through the Holy Spirit. But he says, in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son, through Jesus, who's the very embodiment. In fact, John 1.1, John says, Jesus was the very living word of God. He was the message lived out in front of us. Everything he said, everything he did was this embodiment of the word of God. And so he says, these are the two filters that we have. And how do we know when God is speaking through any of these other means? It's because as we hold it up to those two things, we say, yeah, 
that aligns pretty well. How do I know that what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking God wants me to do is what God wants me to do? Well, it's because I, I, hand, I hold it up to his word and I say, is that something that he has said in his revelation that falls in line with the type of thing he'd want me to do? Is that something that I see Jesus would have done? Then it's probably a good bet that that's something that I'm hearing God speak. I'm feeling God move me. When I get into a circumstance and I look at it and I say, Man, I I feel like getting anxious right now. And then immediately the verses start coming to mind from his word that say, don't be anxious in anything. Or in Matthew where it says, you know what? Anxiety is not gonna gonna add a thing to your life. But instead, bring these things by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to God. And then the verses start coming. Yeah, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I I am empowered by his Holy Spirit to be his. So his word frames, and all of a sudden I see it differently than I did before. Because it becomes a filter. So we begin to compare these things. I I look at, you know, I was thinking as I was putting this together, and I know, again, I don't like to move into the realm of politics. I don't. It gets dangerous, and we get chewed up there, and we get ripped apart there. As a body and as people, But how do we know what to believe about the things that are being said in this world? I'm going to bring up a couple that I know are going to get crazy, but how do we know what to think about abortion? How do we know? Because we run it through the filter of God's word, and we run it through the filter of Jesus. How do we know what to think about immigration? How do we know? because we run it through the filter of God's word and we run it through the filter of Jesus. How do we know? How do we know what to think about budgeting and spending and arms races and wars and poverty? How do we know? Because we run it through God's word and we run it through Jesus. How do we know when God is speaking through the circumstances and the events and the voices we hear around us? Because where they align with, he has given us this template that says, hold it up to this. It should align with it. Your thinking should align with it. Tuning in and learning how to recognize God's voice is through becoming more and more familiar with the message of the Bible and more and more familiar with the person of Jesus. And honestly, where do we find out more about Jesus? It's in the Bible. And also through the people that are empowered by his spirit that have been framed and been shaped by his word. And they start looking more and more like Jesus. We find out about his word and his voice in that way as well. 2 Timothy 3, 14 and 15 put it this way. You, however, continue in the things that you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. For from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. God's written word is a template, and he teaches us to recognize what his voice sounds like as we recognize it in his word. 
You guys, when you're, you're tuning a radio, right? And, and some of us still do that every once in a while, right? We, t- we tune the radio back and forth. How do we know that we found the station that we're looking for? Well, because all of a sudden we recognize the things that we were looking for. We we're looking for a song or we're looking for a style or we're looking for a certain commentator or we're looking for a certain format and we recognize it. we know we found the right station. But we had to know what we were looking for before we went in. Otherwise, we're just tuning and just waiting until we find some station that catches our attention and we just go with that. How do we know we found God's voice? When we're listening to all those, all those different signals that are coming in, it's because we recognize what we're searching for. We recognize it because we've seen it in his word and we've seen it in his son, Jesus. So the first thing is, you know, we need to power ourselves up. But the second thing is, we need to get really familiar with God's word. We need to keep growing in that. You guys, I've been, I've been digging into God's word pretty much since I was six, seven years old. And I haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet. There's always more to learn. Now, again, does that mean we can't start? No, that's as simple as faith. But we can spend our lives growing more and more aware and becoming more and more familiar with God's word and with Jesus. And so we need to immerse ourselves in the Bible. We need to learn about what it says about the life that, we, that we're facing. We need to learn to recognize the things that we're looking for. If we don't understand it at first, we need to take the time. You know, sometimes people are like, I don't get it. Well, of course, we never got it. I mean, we, we never get something right away. You gotta take the time to give it time so that you can learn to connect that thing that God said over here with that thing that he said over there. You need to ask the questions You need to ask people that maybe have been in it longer than you, or maybe some of those teachers or people that God seems to have just given this gift of being able to explain stuff. Yeah, go ask them, ask them. But take those things, learn to understand them, and then put them into practice. Now, why? Why do we do all that? You guys, do you know that we are wired so that when we start thinking along a certain track and learning something new, and then we start putting into action so that our, our fingers, our hands, our, our whole lives, we start, our memory is not just in our heads, it's everywhere throughout us. But it says when we start doing that, we literally rewire our minds. We, we rewire them so that we, not only do we start thinking differently, but we start seeing the whole world differently. We start seeing every event differently. We start seeing it through, because the filter's not just on the outside anymore, it is in us. God says that once you've been powered up through that prayer of faith we talked about, once the Holy Spirit comes in, he starts training us, he starts wiring us up with this perspective of God's word and God's thoughts and God's voice so that we learn to recognize not just what he's saying in his word, but so that we can start recognizing what he's saying in all those other ways, in nature, in circumstances, and in people's lives, and in history, and in science. We can start seeing God at work and hearing God speak. So we need to grow in that. Make sure that we're plugged in. Make sure that we're tuned in. Third thing is critical as well. Final thing is crucial. You know, at the beginning of that passage, we read there's like a warning. 
says, says, those who are evil and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And we go, well, I don't want to be that, right? I don't want to become that. Say, well, I'm not, a, I'm not an evil person or an imposter. I'm not going out to deceive. You guys, deception, that word is really is that they're saying something that's false, and because of that, they're leading other people to believe things that are false. And we believe that anything that God isn't saying is something that's not true, right? And if we teach somebody else to believe something that God hasn't said, then we're deceiving, and we're being deceived. He says, be careful. That's a warning. But then in 3, 16 and 17, it says, all scripture is God-breathed. It's profitable for teaching, testing our assumptions, correcting us, and training us in righteousness so that God's people... As God's people, we may be prepared for the task he has for us and equipped for every good work. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't always like to be corrected, right? (laughs) I don't always like to have my assumptions tested. I don't even like training all that much. Do you remember the first time? You know, training's hard, right? Training, Training can be embarrassing. It can be humiliating, honestly. Do you remember the first time that you, you learned how to play baseball or you learned how to ride a bike or you learned how to play piano? Or think about this, the first time you learned how to walk or how to eat? I mean, how, if you remember those, you remember how terrible you were at the beginning, right? I mean, just the eating thing, all the food dribbling out of the side of your mouth when you were a little kid, couldn't get your throat and your tongue coordinated, you're pushing it out instead of pulling it in, Right? And then every once in a while, you take down the wrong pipe and you sneeze it out your nose. Can you? That's embarrassing. I mean, who wants to go through that? Who wants to be corrected? Who wants to be trained in something new? That's why many of us, as we get older, we, we don't take on new things because we don't want to be humiliated in the midst of learning how to do them. You guys, I could have probably learned more about electronics if I would have stuck with it. But in junior high, I didn't need that kind of embarrassment. I, I moved away from it. I hope that that attempt to guard our pride will not get in the way of us learning how to hear the voice of God. Because it's just as hard. It can be just as embarrassing somehow. Sometimes when we think God says something, we go out and do it, and we find out, no, that wasn't God's voice at all. You were mistaking that, and we go, oh, that's stupid. I should know better by now. Well, how? How would you know better by now? If you haven't, you train into it, you learn, you grow into it. And God tells us in his word, I want you to hear this. God tells us that his words are life to us. We were made to receive them our, everything else is secondary, our careers, our hobbies, our relationships, everything else is secondary in this sense that when we come to life and when God's voice comes into us and starts just infusing all of those other things, they come to life as well in a way we had never suspected. God starts bringing us into a life that we could have never imagined. The third thing I wanted us to know that I want us to remember, we need to plug in, right? We need to tune in, and we need to make sure that we don't tune God out because it's too hard, because maybe he says something we don't wanna hear, 
Because it's too hard to hear the things when we, we come and we say, I think I figured something out. And he says, no. And his word says, no, that's not it. And we go, I don't need this in my life. Don't give up. Don't tune God out. Don't walk away. Learn instead to listen for God's voice. You know, in the book of John, I said that, that it started out, it said Jesus was the very word of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And it says he took, took human form, and he lived among us, and he made God known because of the way that he lived and the way that he, he taught. Well, at one point in, this, in the book of John, in the book of John in chapter six, he's talking with his disciples because his disciples, he had been teaching on some stuff, and it got too hard. For people, And it says that people were just leaving Jesus in droves, and he's sitting there with his 12. And so in John 6, 66 through 68, it says, as a result of these things, many of his disciples de- deserted him, deserted Jesus, and weren't following him any longer. So Jesus turned to the 12, and he asked them, will you be leaving me as well? And I think that's the question that, honestly, Jesus asked every one of us. When things get hard, will you be leaving me as well? And Peter turned to him and he said, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the words that bring us life. Where else would we go? Where else are we ever gonna find that? We're not. Why do we keep pressing in as, in spite of how hard it can be, in spite of how embarrassing at times it can be, in spite of how we keep kicking ourselves because I should already know more than this, I, and in spite of just feeling overwhelmed at times, why do we keep pressing in to hearing God? It's because his are the words of life. And we won't find them anywhere else. And so, yes, we labor trying to get to know his word more and trying to understand as he speaks to us through that. We, we, we're diligent in just asking questions. We persevere in those gaps between when we, we start asking the question when we finally get the answer. We, we, kept pressing, we keep pressing in because it takes practice, it takes humility, it takes time. But all the way through it, God offers us life. And all the way through it, God reminds us, and remember, this is what you were made for, right? Out of every, every other creature on the planet, we were made to hear the voice of God. We were made to live in a relationship with the creator of the universe. This is what we were made for. So the challenge is go, go, learn, learn how to recognize God's voice. Immerse yourself, align your thoughts, align your life with his word. Learn how to pray, learn how to speak to him. Learn how to have that conversation. Learn how to live the life you were made for. Learn how to live that life of hearing the voice of God. Amen?